We're back. Hey, welcome to a special edition of the Indie Cafe on the Red Velvet Media Network. We took a little break. Um, We segued out of winter into spring, and uh, a lot has been going on, and we are happy to be here, both Spencer Drake and myself. And today we have a special guest, um, and that was Beechwood. Um, And uh, I have Gordon with us, who is going to be discussing with us a little bit more about Beachwood, and we hope Cynthia Ross calls in, too. Um, she's involved in this project, too. So this is kind of cool. Um, so that song is from The Land of Nod, and uh, we are going to bring Gordon into the studio and also my co-host, Spencer Drake. And uh, a real quick announcement, the show will be available on iTunes afterwards. If you'd like to uh, listen to it, you can download it on iTunes. You can download it on uh on Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio. And uh, we are also on Facebook. And uh, we are back in full force. We have quite a great set of uh, shows coming up with myself and Spencer, along with this amazing interview that um, with Gordon that we're going to be starting. And uh, with that, I want to bring everyone into the studio. And uh, if you'd like to call in, the number is 347-677-1036. And there is a chat room that is open. And if you want to go into the chat room, you do need to create an account. But we are happy to be back um, after that long break that we took. Um, We had a lot of really great things to do. So I'm bringing everyone in. Gordon's here and also Spencer. Welcome to the show, guys. Hey. Hey. So Gordon, thanks for having me. That 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 yeah. song, um, I don't want to be the one you love, um, off the uh, Beechwood CD, The Land of Nod. Um, as we discussed before, this is your second release, but it's the first. Re- you want to explain that to our listeners and tell them a little bit about who Beechwood is and how you guys came about and about this really great pending European tour that you have coming up. Sure. Um, yeah. We're a New York City band. Uh we started playing like around four years ago. At first it was just me and uh, my drummer Issa Taneo and we had an original bass player but um he was kind of just kinda of off and on, not as committed as us and so we got Sid Simons in on bass about um like around two years ago and since then mm-hmm. we've been off and running. Yeah. You, you sound like uh, Gordon. Gordon, you sound like a very tight band. You know what I mean. And the sound that you bring is really interesting because it, it's a raw sound, but great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know the songs are well well compositioned, and and it's kind of like that raw sound, but it, they flow well. A, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's also like uh, I feel like this part of it is the '60s, and it's part of it's now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree with you on that one, Spence. Um, You know what I wanted to ask you, Gordon? Could you tell us how you got the name Beachwood and um, tell us a little bit about your first release that came out and uh, what we have to look forward to? Sure. So the name Beachwood came from um, the street that I grew up on, actually. It was called Beachwood. Oh, cool. And Yeah. Issa and myself, um, we started basically just in my parents' basement. Um, 
mm-hmm. just we didn't really uh, know our instruments too well in the beginning, and we really learned just by playing with each other. And it kind of right from the beginning too, we started recording on like you know like a crappy uh, computer laptop recordings. And originally, we didn't really have a name for the band or anything, but we were going to call the recordings the Beachwood Sessions because we were recording them. Um, at the house on mm-hmm. Beachwood, and the name just kind of stuck from there. Mhm. And then the first first release that you had. Yeah. So the first release. So out of those recordings we did um, in the basement on Beachwood, we put together an album called Trash Glamour, which um, is very raw rock and roll. Um, all the songs are recorded like in the red. Um, very loud um and that got released on lollipop records in 2013 i think um which is a small record mm-hmm. label in la it came out on cassette mm-hmm. and it didn't really go anywhere but that was kind of like our first release like the first album we put together as a band but songs from the land of mm-hmm. nod um, it was kind of the first real record that came out on like a like a bigger label that we did on vinyl and CD and had like a real release for with PR and everything like that. So a oh, lot of nice. people are calling it our, our debut, but technically it's not our debut, but a lot of people are calling it that just because it's like our first real, you know, official release. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, I know that you're getting ready to go on tour in Europe, and I know that's a really big thing. Are you opening for anyone, or are you just going straight out on your own? Uh, most of the shows we're headlining in Europe, we leave, um, we leave here on May 23rd. Our first uh, performance, we're going to be playing on Quotidian, which is a TV show in France. Um, Oh, nice. And, yeah, so we're doing that. And then we have a couple more shows in France, um, some shows in the Netherlands and Germany, and then London. Um, I mean, you're going to be oh, really yeah. cool. Overseas, Holly, they're going to be really hot. Yeah, you oh, guys yeah, are Germany. Really hot. Germany. Yeah. yeah, I can hear this music's going <laughs> to really be cool in yeah. Germany and also in the U.K. But, you know, I mean, yeah, the, music the record's is international. Yeah, the record's been doing really well anyway. over there. Well, I figured I that bet. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have a following already over there. And now, okay, real quick, I wanted to let everyone know Beachwood is on um, Facebook, also on Twitter. Um, and um, why don't we give no, out your not, website we're not on real Twitter. quick? Oh, I thought you were on Twitter. I thought, I, oh, that's right. Okay, no, wait. She's on Twitter. Though. She's Cynthia's been uh, got, promoting you on Twitter. Yeah, I saw that. Um, let's give out your website real quick. Sure, it's facebook.com slash Beachwood Beachwood, and our Instagram is at Beachwood NYC. Oh, nice. Okay. All right. Did you just recently play a couple gigs recently in the last couple days or so? Um, Yeah, we've had a couple shows recently just around the city in Brooklyn. Oh, nice. Okay. Are you going to play in New York at all? Yeah, yeah. Are you going to play in the city? Do we have any upcoming shows? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was thinking maybe you'd be playing in New York, like Bowery Electric or something. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, we have played there a lot. Um, yeah, our yeah, next yeah. show is on May 4th at Berlin, which is oh, great. on yeah. great. Avenue A. We're playing with David J. and oh, cool. um, it's 
friends of ours in a band called Twin Guns are playing as well. Oh, nice. How about the um, yeah. West Coast? Are you coming out to the West Coast? We have plans, like tentative plans right now, to make it to California um, in August. Okay, cause so you know, um, Spencer's on the East Coast. I'm on the West Coast. I'm on, uh, I'm on, I'm in North North Cali, in Southern California, that whole area. And uh, Spencer is in the Metropolis area, <laughs> along with yourself. Um, yeah, so you know, you guys have Superman over there. So um, you know, <laughs> you guys. I'm trying to think what superhero we have out here on the West Coast. I mean, I think I think I I think Wonder Woman's out here on this side. Um, but anyway, what I wanted to say was uh, the music um, itself. Um, what were some of your influences for um, Beachwood itself? And uh, when you were growing up playing music, who did you guys listen to, and what were you uh, inspired by? Uh, the three of us, I know, you know, we've all listened to all types of music. There's not one specific kind of uh, mm-hmm. genre or anything that, um, you know, we specifically like listen to because I kind of, I don't really view music with genres. I, I usually kind of just see it as good music or bad music. Um, but specifically bands like the Ramones and the Stooges, uh, I kind of found mm-hmm. that like a pretty young age when I was like, like 12, 13 years old. And that was right around the time where I picked up a guitar. Um, you know, Gordon, so, Gordon, did you ever listen to love? Yeah, of course. You remind me certain things in your music, uh, just little tidbits remind me of love for some reason. And they kind of like goes in and out. You know what I'm saying? That It's really great. I mean, that's that awesome yeah, type of some sound. Of instrumentation. Yeah, exactly. Mind and nod and has that kind of feel, definitely. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. great stuff. Great stuff. And, and you know what I wanted to say to you, um, Gordon, was uh, I don't know if you know much about Spencer, but I know most of my listening audience knows, But and if they don't know, Spencer was very instrumental in um, a lot. We're all He and I are both part of the Ramones family, so um, Spencer worked with the Ramones as far as album cover design and also... Uh, um, I was instrumental in part of the recent um, uh, Grammy Museum and uh, also the Rock and Roll Hall. What, what, which one? Where else was it exactly? Well, I'm in the. Uh, Judith and I have our covers in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. No, the Ramones stuff. Cool. Yeah. Oh, the Ramones. We did. We, yeah, my uh, end of the century and, and um, uh, Road to Ruin album covers were in the Ramones show that traveled that we had on our. Uh, oh, yeah, the one at uh, Queens. Right. Queens and went yeah. to the Ramey Museum, and Holly and I had a show on the on those two museums. In fact, uh, Gordon, it was really a great mm-hmm. show. You know, cool. Yeah, later today, yeah, I'm actually planning Mont- on going to uh, the Danny Fields, My Ramones. He's oh, got like nice. a book signing going on. Yeah. Really? Where is it? For Where which, is it? Tell me. Which book it's at, is that? Uh, it's He's a bookstore. It's his book called My Ramones. It's all like his photographs from like uh, when he was managing them. It's Where is it going to be? Spencer. Broadway. You I think it's called Rizzoli Re- Books, something like that. Oh, really? Wow. Rizzoli. Yeah. Rizzoli. Probably Rizzoli. yeah, that's what um, it is. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you know, I think that's one of uh, the companies was, that um, published one of Spencer's books, Rizzoli Publications. Yeah, uh, yeah I was been on the Rizzoli um, family, yeah. <clears throat> hey, Spencer, you need to talk to Danny and get Danny on the show if he's got a new book out. 
you know. Yeah, hey, Gordon, cool. we had we had uh, Holly and I had Danny on in the early days on our show, and he went. He just goes bananas on stories, you know, Gordon and these. Oh, uh, yeah. we love Ethan Dan. and I. And Ethan like, and I both met him a couple times. Yeah. he's a wonderful and guy. Yeah, he's really full of great and stories. And Legs McNeil, and Legs McNeil <laughs> too. Yeah, we had on our show yeah, too. Yeah, I love Legs. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be kind cool. of cool, but you know what? Um, so I want to ask you, um, Gordon, uh, you know, with playing and stuff, and and all the different things that you guys are getting ready to do, are you excited about this new tour in Europe? Um, yeah, I am. I'm just kind of. Yeah. It's hard for me to look ahead. You know, we we kind of take it show by show. I'm just trying to yeah. make it to the next day. You know, I mean, it's hard for us to really look ahead too far. We've had like so much stuff happen to us, like over the past so few years quickly, as a band. Huh? That yeah, that you know, we're just we're trying not to look too far ahead. Just take it one mm-hmm. step at a time. I can see Spence, like you said, you know, over in Europe. I can see yeah. that. The, you know them receiving you so yeah. much and um, what I, I'm sure that your shows are going to sell out um, especially if you're playing you know where the albums are doing really well over there um, now the album is available also it's available on iTunes correct um, yeah. the new album okay cool yeah. and a couple other different places and where um, I know that you're also on um, what was the name of that other site besides uh, the uh, music site where we can listen to the album? It's on uh, Bandcamp. Bandcamp. Oh, Bandcamp. Uh, Trash you're on Bandcamp. Band okay. Our debut album is on right. Bandcamp, but I don't think Landon now is. Okay. All right. Cool. Well, we're super excited. Um, Spence, do you have any questions for uh, uh No, I was just, uh, I just think, uh, Gordon, I know Holly agrees with me that uh, your book, your group is very creative. You're going to go places. The sound is unreal. And the best of luck with you guys. And come back on when you have your next album, you know. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And um, let's talk real quick about the other people that are going to be going on tour with you. Who are the people that are going on tour with you, and what instruments are they playing? Sure. So I, myself, um, I play guitar, and I sing. Um, Our Mm -hmm. drummer is Issa Teneo, um, and our bass player is Sid Simons, who plays bass. But um, Issa and Sid, they also both write and sing songs. And during the set, we actually um, switch instruments sometimes. So for a couple oh, songs. Wow. Yeah, for example, our song, um, Heroin Honey, also songs from Land of Mad. That's uh, Issa's song, and he plays guitar and sings on that, and I play drums on that. Um, we have oh, you're kidding. Another, wow. Yeah, so during the set, we usually play like okay. two or three songs where I'm on drums and Issa's playing guitar and singing and we have um one song that's not on Land of Night, that's a new song that Sid sings as well. So we all do a little What do you guys Yeah, no. What are you guys currently working on right now besides getting ready to go on tour? Yay yay. So we just finished uh an album called Inside the Flesh Hotel that's coming out in June. So it'll actually be coming oh, out nice. while we're in Europe. So we'll be promoting oh, cool. two albums, actually, while we're there. 
Wow. That's going to be fun, huh, Spencer? Oh, it sounds great. Two different albums sounds... at the same time. Yeah, I know. That's very, yeah, very cool. Yeah, yeah, amazing. What kind yeah. of... What what kind of tracks are on the new um, album that you are going to be releasing in June? So the new album is um, a lot tighter. It's a little more stripped down. It's not as kind of psychedelic sounding. It's a little more rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Um, some straightforward pop. There's even a country song on there. Um, oh, really? Nice. Yeah, it's called Our Love Was Worth oh, the Heartbreak. Oh, really? How cool is that? You know, this is great because, you know, it's so funny. I have to tell you, Gordon, we we have this one, and I'm going to bring up Willie Nile as an uh, example. We have Willie Nile, who we've had on our song, and we're really close with him. And uh, he is so many different things because he's released so many different kinds of um, albums that one sound is real rock and roll, Another one is all piano and um, acoustic and heartfelt, and then the next one is like real hard driving rock. So I can see that you're going that direction too. So it's so interesting to see that an artist itself, you know, by themselves with, you know, the members, it's so diverse that you can play different sounds, and the music just comes across so different with different different things. So. I mean, because I've listened to the tracks on, on this one that um, we're talking about today, which is songs from the land of Nod. Um, mm-hmm. And the songs are very similar, but there are some that are a little bit more, um, like you said, low-key. Some are very hard-driving. You said the next, yeah, the one, new album, next album you're coming the new album out. Yeah, even more like that, where there's really nice. like loud-driving like rock songs, mm-hmm. and there's kind of short, like two-minute, real just confined pop songs. Um, uh-huh. There's slower ones that have more of like a like a big star Holocaust feel to it. Um, and there's uh-huh. a country song, like I said. Um, yeah, so we're def- it definitely sounds like us. It sounds like a cohesive album, but there's definitely mm-hmm. a lot more dynamics to it. Oh, nice. And it's also, Are you... it's much more of a collaborative album as well. Um, oh, we wrote, cool. On Songs from the Land of Nod, um, I wrote eight of the songs and Issa wrote two of the songs. Um, and we didn't really collaborate much on the songwriting process. The recording process was very collaborative. But as far as, mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, we came to the sessions with the songs written ourselves, but on this next album, we actually wrote a lot in the studio, and we wrote a lot together. Um, and oh, nice. Yeah, right. And Sid, Issa, Sid and Issa, like, both contributed a lot more on this album as far as, like, songwriting goes and singing and, you know, more instruments and everything. But, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Well, we want to give a big shout-out to Cynthia for turning um, you on to us. Um we are super, super, um, you know, I go, happy Holly, that I gotta tell you this, she did that. Holly, yeah. I got to tell you the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to tell you this story, uh, and and Gordon, uh, you should hear the story. I went down to, with Judith. We were downtown, and by, just ironically, we stopped into the store where um, Cynthia works, right? Uh, just mm-hmm. by accident, just happened to be in the same neighborhood. So we stopped and I said, "Hey, Judith, we got to stop in and say hello to Cynthia." So we go in there. 
And right away she says, Spencer, you've got to get this group from Hanley called Beachwood. You've got to hear this group. They said, I wouldn't take this group unless they were incredible. And you know what? She's exactly right. I mean, I can't tell you. When I when I heard your album, I said, wow, you're really good. I, I know you're going to be going places. you got a great thing, and you're very uh, creative, you know. But, but Cynthia told me, she says, you know, she said it was very funny. She said, "You know, I won't handle a group unless they they have a they have something going like this." And she gave me your cassette first, by the way. I have a cassette, and so I started playing the cassette. And then I then I got the CD like Holly has, and uh, it was a big surprise. It was really good, a good surprise. You know, I'm just telling you. Awesome, thank you. Yeah, Cynthia, um, you know, she comes from that kind of late '70s, early '80s punk yeah. thing, like the, the original punk scene and i think you know a lot of people from that generation they feel like they can't really connect with a lot of bands from new york at least that kind of came after that you know a lot of people from that generation are kind of turned off yeah i mean music yeah, I, I and everything. she's perfect with you i'm sure holly agrees because holly we've had cynthia on on and and she's perfect to fit with you because of what she does and what you do it's a perfect blend you know yeah it works Yep. I think yep. it wasn't until she heard us that I think she kind of had hope again for, like, new music. <laughs> <laughs> I could see that. I mean, that, that that's what – I mean, if I heard the, your band for the first time, like I've heard on the CD, I mean, it's a, it's a good surprise, let me tell you. You don't expect it. You don't know what to expect, really, you know. And when you put it on and you hear you, the music that you're doing, the way you're doing it, you can tell you're very smart. The band is very smart, and and I could tell, and I'm sure Holly knows that she agrees with me, that you're going to be going places. I mean, you've got a creative thing going, and I, we can I can hardly wait to hear the second album now. <laughs> the next one, you know. as long as I can pay my rent. All right. <laughs> right. Oh, I hear you. I hear you. You know, it's so funny because I can't believe how many people are out there that. Um, you know, are established musicians like yourself and then, you know, people that have been in the business for years and they're still struggling because of all the, you know, the way that pay the music is, you know, structured. Um, but, you know, I mean, if you're going to be giving back so much to people. So um, I think that, you know, Maybe are you guys looking at doing some extra work as far as maybe possibly taking it into um, movie soundtracks or soundtracks for anything or anything like that? I mean, uh, we would never close ourselves off to any opportunities that may present themselves right now. I mean, we don't have anything on the table, but if something did present itself, you know, I, I wouldn't say no on principle without hearing it out, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, right now you know there's not a lot of money in record sales right now, so definitely there's if you want to make money doing this, there's got to be other ways besides just record sales, you know. And a lot of it comes from touring. You know, we we expect to be constantly touring in the next couple of years, and you know we'll keep putting out albums and everything, but you know you can expect us to be on the road like. Uh, pretty much throughout the next couple of years. Yeah, oh, just that's keep, great. Yeah, you know what, Holly, you should have Beachwood T-shirts and sell them like a marketing, right, Gordon? <laughs> 
Yeah, that would be nice. I mean, that's yeah. a lot of money comes from T-shirts and all that stuff, too. Yeah, so. yeah just what you're talking about. Yeah, we're working on getting some printed for the European tour. Great. Oh, that would be cool. You know, you wow. definitely are going to have people that are going to want your T-shirts for sure. Well, yeah, you anything, know, um, uh, you know, to keep us going. Everything is expensive and you know, everything costs money. When, when do you leave for Europe? We leave on May 23rd. We get there on the 24th, and then our first uh, oh, nice. performance is on the 25th. And we're there in, uh, until France, June huh? Yeah. Yeah, we're nice. flying to Paris. Wow. Jet setters, cool. rock and roll cool. life. Yeah. <laughs> that feels like fun. I know. I've done that leg. It's just like, wow, you know. Are you are you playing in Prague at all? No, not this time. We are going to go back in November for a longer European tour. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we'll hit Prague then and some of the other cities yeah. uh, that we're not hitting this I can, time. I can hear I can hear this music would do well there too. Especially the Netherlands. You're going to the Netherlands. The Netherlands Yeah, we're playing in really Amsterdam responsive. and Groningen. Oh yeah. Yeah. This will be cool. Amsterdam. Oh how fun. In the summer. Nice. <laughs> yeah. That'll be really Yeah, really we nice. we actually well, had we... a couple offers to you know, it's like from Serbia and places in like Eastern Europe. But we would have had to expand oh, wow. our tour by like a month, Jeez. and we just couldn't do it financially this time. So, but we'll definitely be back to hit up like all the places that we can't hit up this time. Oh, nice. Well, we want to thank you for being here today because I know that um, you know we were hoping Cynthia would call in. Maybe she will still call in. Spence and I. Maybe I think she she might have... be on a flight right now. She's yeah, flying from, from, from Toronto Canada. to New York. She's coming back from Canada. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what we can do is uh, we'll end our show with um, the song Heroin Honey. And uh, we want to thank you so much for being here. And for everyone in the chat room, thank you for being here. And uh, we're Spencer and I are going to continue on talking a little bit about um, some pop culture news that we have because um, we're very – we love talking about things that are going on besides just the music. There's other stuff, but um, we want to thank you so much. And Beachwood, we wish you the best of luck in Europe. And we definitely want you coming back when you get home because uh, we want to hear what you, uh, what happened when you went over to Europe. I'm sure it's going to be great. That would yeah. be great. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Okay. Hey, take care, babe. Best of take luck care. to you. Rock and roll. Thank you. So you have a wonderful day, and we'll play your song. Awesome. Bye. Bye. So, Spence? Yeah. So, um, you and I are going to continue on our conversation. Let's see here. I'm going to play our little song real quick, and then I'm going to end with his song. Once we do our pop culture news, um, I'll go ahead and uh, do that. So, let me play... I don't know where that went. Okay, hold on. Here you go. Our favorite song. (laughs) 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 Who wants yesterday's paper? Who wants yesterday's gun? Who wants yesterday's paper? Nobody in the world.
the uh, Tribeca area of New York. And so we're looking forward and I'm already collecting. Uh, I'm going wild now collecting 45s. But I've, I have a show already. Oh, I have yeah. Bitch, bitch, bitch about that. No, you are. You love doing that. I want oh, to God, yeah. here real quick. For, <laughs> I want to interject something. For anybody that doesn't know what the Alex Awards are, which you referenced in the beginning, I explained to everyone what the Alex Awards are. Yeah, Alex quick. Awards was started by our friend Larry Jaffe, who's been on our show, yep. and Larry and Brian Eckes, both of them on our vinyl show that we had this great vinyl mm-hmm. show we had. Um, they founded, uh, Larry first founded the Alex Awards years ago with a magazine he was writing for called Media Line. And we used to just judge entertainment um, packaging. Uh, that include movie, mm-hmm. TV, music. Then. That defunct it. Larry tried to revive it, and one day I get a call from Larry. He says, we're going to do a making vinyl event. So what's what is that? He said, well, it's all about vinyl. Brian was the foundation of that, Brian Eckes, and Larry got together with him. And, and Larry, we decide to put the Alex Awards, which is would be an all-vinyl event in there, and the name is going to be changed to the to, instead of Alex Awards. It's going to be the Making Vinyl Awards next year, by the way. Uh, but, oh, nice. Yeah, so okay. uh, that event did very well. Jack White was a keynote speaker, and uh, Michael mm-hmm. Kurtz, who was on our show at the vinyl, our our vinyl show was on our, was a keynote speaker, and it's it was very successful in Detroit, and it's going to be in October next Detroit again. So it's um, you know it's an ongoing thing, which is really happy that we're and Sylvia and Judith and I judged it with. Sean Masha-Smith and the famous Craig Braun, who uh, is the art director for Sticky Fingers, was a judge, and uh, mm-hmm. Stephen, great designer Stephen Boucher and Gail Meyerwitz, who's won Grammy Packaging Awards, was a judge. And we had a good time, and uh, some great packaging came in. What really interested me uh, that when, and I also judged this show, I was honored to be selected, and it was a Grammy judge for album packaging for the fifth time, and that was a big thing, but... Uh, the entries in the Grammys packaging was a huge amount of vinyl, and this is what really got me in both those events, the Alex and the Grammy event, was that a lot of the packaging was a lot of money. It was, a lot of the packaging were mm-hmm. materials and special die cuts, and I said, Jesus, I, I you know I didn't realize how how it's like it's like the 70s album covers revived in packaging that's what it's like it's like what what's mm-hmm. going on right now. and the big record companies are supporting this so it's not like it's a low-end thing which it started off to be in some way now it's like a big thing and um it's really good to have that feeling and then we're just uh extending that into our vinyl cover show because a lot of the winners will be in that show that we're putting on and um it's vinyl is back. Uh, Holly and I are the big vinyl uh, supporters here. Oh yeah, um, no, definitely vinyl is back, and uh, I can't even express to you how much it is. Um, I had an intense conversation with somebody out here about vinyl and how oh, it's a resurgence, you know, um, coming yeah. back, especially mm-hmm. out here, um, you know, on the West Coast where people are really gravitating more towards it. Um, you know, where, again, it's that conversation you and I had about books and Kindles and iPads. Hey, listen, right. I love my iPad. I love, love, love my iPad. But, um, oh. you know, I 
love holding a book in my hand. I use my iPad mostly for like, you know, doing things instead of me having to lug my Mac my 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 laptop. You know, I'll yeah. take that with me because it still does the same stuff that a laptop will do. Um, so I do not read books on my iPad. I refuse to. I tried, mm-hmm. and it was very it, it lost. I, I feel like I was losing something. It's like, really? you know, wow. the way the books smell, the pa- the way the pages, you know, feel, and you can put creases in it, write notes in sure. it, press flowers in it. Whatever, you know? I mean, it's like that's my whole thing. So we were talking about vinyl. I'm sorry, I went off. But, um, no, you it's, know, a, it's, it's really like relative, book. Holly, what you're talking about, by it the way, it's, uh, because of uh, it's like printing, uh, the old style of printing. Mm-hmm. But you know what's really ironic? I just want to bring this up, and I want you to go on. I'm sorry. Yeah. But they, you made an important point no, I have no, to no, talk about, okay. is that um, yeah. the Rizzoli Bookstore, which Danny Fields is having a book signing tonight, that bookstore is the uh, answer what you're talking about because that's the only bookstore that sells print printed books, right? The other stores have gone uh-huh. downhill, and their whole thing are art books. So, so it ties mm-hmm. in like art books are people want to cool. see print of right, right? So, so mm-hmm. I I once called up Rizzoli. And they were telling me they were moving 50, this was a couple of years ago, they were moving from 57th Street. And I thought, well, maybe they're not going to have their store anymore. And I called up, and the person said on the phone, the most dynamic thing, I couldn't believe it. He says, you know, Spencer, you may not know this, but we've been in the black for the last five years. I said, what? <laughs> the other stores oh, are wow. in the red, right? Right, Holly? And the reason yeah. is, is what you're talking about, is that people want to mm-hmm. see print books and they are primarily into the art books only they're the only store they may be the last one that survives really because they people want to buy printed art art books so oh, go yeah, on I'm sorry. No. totally yeah. no 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 don't be sorry no because there's a there's a bookstore out here in my area called copperfield and what mm-hmm. it is is um you we we get mostly like people like um you know, people that are doing bios or want to do book signings or whatever, like what you're going, what's happening there tonight. Well, yeah. we get a lot of fiction and then we get a lot of nonfiction. But this bookstore is like an old, like um, Victorian looking wow. place. And um, it's wow. really cool. And you go yeah, in and, over, and it just smells like books. Plus, you know, <laughs> there's a small bookstore. No, and then there's a small bookstore here downtown that has books too and so books are really important i think um that since we're going so digital on so many different things i think that it's really important that we actually keep the true essence of what history is about um because there's so much in the written word um Mm -hmm. that you get from a book and who knows, you might save a book on your computer or your laptop or on your iPad or your Nook or whatever you're reading it on. And I'm not putting it down. I'm just saying mm-hmm. you may lose right. it or you may right. forget. And, you know, mm-hmm. I know Good now point. they're coming out with things where you can make little notes on it because people are starting to listen. Oh, hey, you know, maybe we should make something where you can make notes on the page or or put a special emphasis on that page or underline something. I can't tell you how many books I have that I pick up that have underlined quotes or, um, 
You know, I mean, I have an affirmation book. I don't, I mean, I do read affirmations on online, but I have a book that I read every morning. You know, when I get into my day and I start my day, I like to read something a little bit, you know, like something grounding and Mm -hmm. I want to read it and hold it and meditate on it and think about it. And actually it, it's, so much nicer to actually have that right in my hands and read it and look at it. So I have a pure appreciation for that. And for people that are still putting books out there, please continue to put books out there. Yeah. I'm not saying I don't like digital books. I think digital is great because it's an instant download. People don't have to wait for the book to be shipped to them. They can read it before they get it. You know, even if they do order a hard copy, which I know a lot of people do, they can't wait to read it. So they'll order the the digital and then they'll order the actual copy. And then there are people that are just only issuing it in hardback so or softback or whatever, you know. And like right. yourself, your books, like especially our 545 book, okay, yeah. You, yeah. Um, you know, you have to – you yourself are buying copies of it online to give to people because it's, it's, it's some people aren't printing them anymore. That really sucks, true. you know, right. for people that want to hold on to something. Like yeah, me, I thought you got that's like, a great point. That's a great I point. I have then. a book. No, I have a book that I used to read all the time when I was little, and I looked for it everywhere. And I finally found it in Europe because it was a European publication. But I had to order it. It was basically like I had to go through like six different people to order this one silly book. It was just a simple book, but it was something that I read as a child, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have it. And, you know, I have a couple first editions of different kinds of books. And, you know, my mom actually was a illustrator and helped to write fairy tales. So I grew up around books, wow. you know, as a wow. child. So for me, it's like we had a library in the house, you know, and uh, it was it was great because when you walked in that room, you knew that you were going to be in there for a while, you know, and it was like that's where the magic started. So mm-hmm. I'm sorry yeah. to on books, but, yeah, okay, anyway. So no, no, it's great. I mean, you bring out a good – it sort of ties in with vinyl because vinyl is that mm-hmm. natural sound, right? And, oh, yeah. And it, you're going away from CD and MP3. That. Right, so it kind of like... Remastered stuff, re- nah, uh-uh. I like remaster, some remastered stuff because you get it. Yep. Stuff that, that has maybe a lot of scratches and static in it. Like the <laughs> right. other day I found... No, original, no, no. Yeah, the original, The other yeah. day, no. The other day I found a song that was a um a very obscure John Lennon song that hadn't made it to be recorded but it was on found on a cassette tape and somebody reproduced it and put the original out there and then they what they did was they enhanced it and remastered it and I could actually hear it and um it, the richness wow. of it you know wow. so remastered music has its its good things and then there are some things where it loses the quality of what like old Bob Dylan music, come on, and Johnny Cash, yeah. Elvis, um, you know, you want to hear the real deal. You don't want to hear some dubbed version of something. I'm sorry. I, I appreciate DJs too, but, um, and I and I love it. Dance music's great, but I want to hear the real deal, you know? That, that You're exactly right, totally. Yeah. But anyway, go ahead. So um, this book's book thing and then um okay let's talk about your julian lennon 
um, uh, yeah, thing that happened uh, the other night. Yeah, Yvette Bright sent me this invite to Julian Lennon days ago, and um, I went mm-hmm. for it. It was 11 o'clock event at Build. They do a build. Uh, is a building uh, that is the former Tower Records building on 4th and Broadway, and they revamped yeah, it. Yeah, saw that. Yeah they, yeah, they do a thing with events. So Julian was there yesterday, and the last time mm-hmm. I met him was at the famous Morrison Hotel opening he had years ago, and we gave him our 45. Right. But I'm thinking to myself, does he remember? You know, so I, he was, and he looked great. I got, Holly, the last, remember I said the I last time pictures. I saw him? Yeah, I mean, yeah, he was he, real, yeah. he had a fat face, he had rosy cheeks, he looked like he was an alcoholic, and he had gained weight, right? This is the last time I saw him. Now he looks like young. Gorgeous young dude and absolutely clean as a whistle. I mean, he looks so young, mm-hmm. Holly, and so well put together. And so, yeah. So I mentioned, I said, I said, uh, I said, do you remember that? Uh, I, I I didn't know if he was going to remember me. You know, his whole life is so crazy. So I said, you know, I met you at the Marsden Hotel, and I gave you a forty-five bucket. His eyes lit up. His eyes lit up. And said, "Oh, Spencer, mm-hmm. I love that book." He said it because it was so much with the Beatles and in his family, you know. And, it, mm-hmm. and he said, he, "I love that book." I said, "Oh my God!" And then he said, "You know, Spencer, you do great design." He was he was really nice, and so that's, that's what I needed. We know. That was my day, that, Holly. That's, that was my day. So I I got awesome. a Julian Lennon sleeve. I had to do this. I ordered a Julian mm-hmm. Lennon sleeve to be in our vinyl show. If I don't do that, oh nice. <laughs> yeah, that'll be great. Yeah, so I you know you know. Yes, yeah, so that was, that and, was a know, nice event. He's been through but, a wait, wait, lot. I got to tell you what he's doing, uh, Holly. I got to tell you what oh, no, he's doing. No, go, go, go. Yeah, I want to hear event, about the children's project. Right, that's what I was going to talk to you about. There's two things he's got very dynamic. He's got a children's book about uh, the, the content is about children learning about the environment and to educate mm-hmm. them about you know the, um, what what the environment should be. And then the second thing he's got is an organization called White Feather, which is uh, in our ballpark, you and me, with the Native American support, and that those are two big things. So he said he was going to email me. I sent him a message already on his email. So I, you know, um, I was I'm going to try and get him on the show. By the way, you know, oh cool. I don't know, I don't know if he can, but, but you know, we're into that. Holly, you and I are into the Native American support thing. We're into the. Mm-hmm. the book thing with the children. Well, the White Feather Foundation, definitely. The White Feather Foundation that he works with in his children's book. But you know what I wanted to say to you? When you saw him that year with Cynthia, his mom, and then uh, Yoko, and um, you know, the other people that were there, and he didn't look maybe up to par. I know that he was going through a lot. Uh, So, you know, now it's like he's come all, you know, full full circle. circle. Yeah, you're and, right. And you know, um, you now he's in a much better place, maybe yep. um, spiritually. So mm-hmm. maybe that's what it was. You know, boy, you're um, right on the head. I tell you, yeah. what you just said really hit me in the head. You're right. You're exactly right. Because he looks healthy now. He looks like his eyes look like he's he's got smart eyes. You know what I mean? He's there. Whereas before he wasn't there, he was like all over the place when you looked at him. I mean, he was—I couldn't believe it. It's like changed in a hundred. Thank God, you know. That's what we wish people the best, and he's really changed um, into a very uh, good person. And uh, but he looks great. He looks younger. You know what I mean? He looks weird. He looks—he looks like a young kid. He's you know, healthier, just, probably. You know. Yeah, you're you right. Know, now. 
exactly doing right. so much more stuff that he loves, you know. He loves um, the book thing, and and the, the white feather. Apparently, I didn't I didn't realize he's been there for a little bit of time. Um, yeah. Uh, and it's a big thing with him, right? So. I thought I'd try to get him on the show, see if he's available. I don't know. But, you know, I mean, he's in our area. You know, he's right in our area for both of us, you know. But That's it, great. It was a good, well, it was a good event. It was a good event. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't that many people there, but it was it was nice. You know, I mean, you sat on sofas, mm-hmm. and they have this really nice room. But they have incredible – Matt Damon's been interviewed there. You know, they've had incredible people interviewed on that series. I never heard about it. It's the first time I was there. I didn't even know about it. I, I got in touch with the PR now. They got my name, so I'll tell you about it. You know, well, you know. But it's it's like, uh, oh, Holly, you got to come into New York. You're missing all this beautiful stuff here. <laughs> like, yeah, no, definitely. Um, but we're in spirit here. Holly, you're in spirit. You're in spirit, you know. I'm going to try yeah. and make Danny's book signing. I'm going to try and make Danny's book signing. You know, I'm going to try and make it. But I wouldn't have known about it. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, yeah, uh, my Ramon, what's it called? The my my Ramon, maybe that. Yeah, my Ramon is. A, I actually have. A, listen, mm-hmm. I have a copy that was sent to me a long time ago. Okay, it was put out in mm-hmm. England, uh, limited edition, and Nikki oh, so and they I must did. Have republished it. Mm-hmm. And Nikki, Nikki and I did a thing on Punk Globe. You know, he did. So I, but mm-hmm. it, it it was sent to me and Nikki and. Uh, apparently, it's limited edition. Apparently, look what's going on. They're, revi- they're reprinting it because he's signing it. So it means that they're re- reprinting that issue. I see if I can get you a copy now because if they're reprinting it, they told me they were out of copies, but I I got one and Nikki got, they told me, well, Nikki got the last copy because we did a punk punk thing. But, but i got to tell you something. I think if they're reprinting it now, right, Holly? That means that mm-hmm. I can and if there's an extra copy, I'll make sure you get it, okay? I'm just telling you that. Okay, yeah. Otherwise, yeah. because I thought it was all over. That's what I heard from the publishing company in England. They said, oh, no, the copies are out. That's it. End of story. You know, limited. Well, it can't be because he's signing copies today, right? That means they're reprinting the book. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'll get yeah, back no, to Yeah, no, that sounds really cool. I'll get back to Yeah, this. no, Absolutely. That sounds really but cool. But it's a book about really all his. Uh, okay, let me tell you about the book. It's a book about his history with the Ramones and the photography he's done. And he does that great photograph on the back of Road to Ruin cover that when I first saw this photograph, them sitting on the steps is a gorgeous photograph. And and you can tell right there he's got this whole thing. But the book is just filled with all these great photographs. You know, it's not like. It's kind of like Chris Stein's book, you know. It's kind of like he's got really good pictures, you know. It's he's got really good photographs, you know. And um, interesting book, but you know, it's another side of him. You know, he's got all this stuff going, and of course, he's got his stuff going in the Yale Library, right? He's got that uh, thing going on with a lot of his archival stuff with Yale University, you know. He's going through a mm-hmm. big recognition period in his life, and Danny says really put him on the charts. The movie Danny says really put him on the charts, you know. So he's like, okay. going through, he's going through a big thing, and he's involved with a show that we're going to be in. But I'll talk to, talk to you about that in May. I can announce it because I don't want me to even talk about it. But he's involved with a very big historic show that we're involved with, also in New York. So he's, you know, he's going through this big recognition thing right now. Um, he's very mm-hmm. hard. On into we were lucky because 
we had him at a time where we could actually interview him. He was really open. He didn't have, uh, you know, a, what I call a busy field like Mick Rock has or something. You know, he's now it's like it's crazy. You can't get a hold of the guy. I mean, he's like very. It's very different area right now for him in his life. But we were lucky to have him on our show, and that was a great show, right? We had a great show with him. We had a great show with him. You know. Yeah. No. Absolutely. So um, I'll check with him anyway. I'll see if he can do it. You know, I'll, I'll ask him. You know, I'll ask him anyway, of course. You know, maybe when I see him t- tonight, I'll ask him if he can do another show with us. Because of the book, I mean, that's a tie-in, you know what I'm saying? That would be the tie-in. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, that's cool. Yeah. Well, you know, let's talk about some of our up-and-coming shows that we have coming. We got Crispin Coe. Uh, next week, mm-hmm. who was on our show originally like a couple of years ago, yep. actually. I yep. just saw him at the bottom line, on. but he's playing with all these great musicians. And, I, you know, I thought to myself, we got to have him on again because he's like part of our family. You know, he, he was on years mm-hmm. ago, but just to catch up what he's doing. But he's in a lot of big stuff. I mean, he's just all over the place. I mean, his life is it's really great. I mean, he's really always working. He's always playing with great musicians and um you know, and then and then we got Richard Lloyd after that with, with that combustible book, right? With, that's going to be a show and a half. Richard Lloyd. I mean, you got to. And I saw him at that book signing in New York at the Strange Bookstore with Chris Franz, our friend Chris Franz. So that's going to be a big show. That's going to be a good show. Richard Lloyd with television, right? That's a, that's a big one. Television. So um, that, that's another one of our shows. And then we're going to have Steve Adabo. Uh, later, who uh, produced uh, Rich, uh, Richard Barone's album, who's then his own album. Um, and we've got, uh, in the film area, we got some great stuff going. we got the producer of Dare to be Different, which was on H- which was on Showtime. I don't know if you saw it. It was on Showtime. Uh, I saw it. Um, and that's uh, about the uh, WLIR radio, which was a very progressive, out-of-the-box radio station in the 80s that spearheaded so many groups that other channels didn't play, you might say, and uh, great history. And then we got a very good scoop. We've got the director for Bad Reputation, the Joan Jett movie that was premiered mm-hmm. at Sunday. Nobody has right. them. i got to tell you, she's on tour right now, Holly. Nobody's interviewing this director. You see, this is what's wild. We can have maybe the first interview he's had because he, they're quiet because Joan's on tour. So so that means it's kind of good for us in a way. It's the first exposure of the film on radio, okay? I know mm-hmm. he hasn't been in, I know he hasn't been interviewed up to now. I know that. And Jones away okay. on tour. So she's going to be away when we're interviewing him. And after that, that's when hell breaks loose. I'm going to tell you this right now. That's when hell breaks loose. Because the manager's back, Kenny Lagoon is back, and they're out of their tour, and they start thinking about radio and Joan. You know, it's going to be old. So I think I I did it at a right time. You know, I really did. I think I did it at a right time for us. So that'll be cool. That so that movie is. Uh, and then we got whoa, sound breaking. Uh, the producer is Soundbreaking, which is a very incredible music series. It's almost worth buying the DVD series, actually. Um, that was on HBO. Uh, it's the history of music in different episodes of all kinds of music. And I mean, it's a whole episode with George Martin talking about the Beatles, one episode, all about how he mm-hmm. made the sound. 
in those great, great albums that they did, like Sgt. Pepper and all that. And like, how the sounds evolved on the board, you know? It's incredible stories, Holly. You know, like you said, he, he had Paul McCartney. He actually had Paul McCartney's voice go backwards <laughs> on the soundboard. Oh, really? So the sound, yeah, isn't that great? Things like that that nobody knows about. I mean, it, it stuck in my head, that thing. Yeah, I mean, he did things like that. I mean, to experimented with sound. Uh, and things that you wouldn't normally, you know, da da da. Experimentation, my, it's almost like experimentation album. It's almost like, you know. Um, and then, you know, I saw a great film I got to tell you about on Pet Sounds, a documentary just about Pet Sounds on television. It was really good. It was about the whole creation of that great album, and um, you know, it's on the top ten list, you know, of everybody's thing. And uh, it's the best album they ever did, Pet Sounds. But that changed. It was kind of like what Rubber Soul was to the Beatles and the Changeover. That's what that album was for the Beach Boys, you know, in a sense. And that was an incredible album, right? I mean, Pet Sounds is like the album they talk about. You talk about one Beach Boys album, it's that album. You know, that's an incredible album. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, I'm doing a lot of talking here. But no, that's that, that, awesome. Yeah. So um, I think uh, we're in the... Uh, we're in the music side of it. And now I'm covering Tribeca Film Festival. I'm seeing some great films I think we're going to have on our show. There's a movie about mm-hmm. the, the history of uh, Blue Note Records, the, the famous jazz label I'm going to see. And there's uh, there's also a, a documentary on Nico of the Velvet Underground, a 1988 film. Oh, nice. Yeah, okay. so there's a couple of really interesting music doc films that Tribeca has going, and they and they have more that I haven't seen yet, but I'll see when I get the listing, which will be next week. Actually, go into my get get the credentials. But we're gonna have some, we're gonna have people on like like Dare to Be Different was in Tribeca. We had that on. We had um you know we had Mick Rock uh, Mick Rock's film was on um, in Tribeca. You know we did something with that. I remember. So, you know we we always have somebody on, you know every year from Tribeca. You know. Because the music doc area is really cool there. You know, some there. You know, that Clive Davis movie last year. Clive Davis, you know. And the other thing is um, everybody should go out and get the Anthony DeCurtis book. We had Anthony on our show for two two different shows. Mm-hmm. That Lou Reed book is selling like crazy, Holly. It's selling like crazy, I'm telling you. It's, it's I know. You know, and it's a great book, and Judith and I and Sylvia and I mentioned it, and it's a big honor with a great writer like that. But I, people, if you're going to buy a Lou Reed book, that's the book to buy. It really is. It's not because we're in it. It's because... Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I mean, no? there are so many references to so many people on there that, um, you yeah. know, it's like if you miss that, um, that, that would be so cool. Yeah, we've you know. had, you know, everybody out there who's listening, we've had a lot of those people in the book on our show. We had Bill Bentley on our show. We had Richard Barone on our show. We've had Joseph Arthur is mentioned. Is Everybody's got everybody in the book that's mentioned on our show. He's crazy, you know, but it's all good, you know. But um, I miss Lou, though. I really do. You know, Holly, I really miss Lou. I know. Did you see that great picture that was posted yesterday um, of Lou with his dog that somebody took a while, oh, um, I didn't, oh, really? a couple years ago? Well, yeah, it was wow. really great. That's cool. Wow, really? Wow, that's an incredible mm-hmm. photograph. But um, it was. I'll Just tell you, you know, we really. Um, I love doing. I just, hey Holly, know, I love doing the shows with you. I mean, we really got it down. I now. know it's great. Are you kidding? I mean, you're really. What great. I wanted to say is. 
you are too. And even though we um, have a little bit of a time delay, guys, sorry, we talk over each other a little bit, but we're not intentionally doing it. Um, I wanted to say um, we're having um, quite the storm of the century here. <laughs> Every time oh, I talk really? Another one? Right? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. No, guess Jeez. what? We're supposed to get rain. No, you call me Judith, see? What? You just call me <laughs> Judith. <laughs> that means I love you. If I call you Judith, it means I really I love you. <laughs> um, what I was gonna say was, um, we're getting is it, we're getting rain. They're saying we're getting as much rain as we would get in one month. We're gonna get seven really? inches of rain within forty-eight what is going hours. On out yeah. there? You're you're in a whirlwind with weather out there. Your weather changes dramatically. Well, I mean, you've had incredible conditions. So, oh you know, every my so God! Often, last week was conditions. like last. Last week was like beautiful. It was like 80, 79, 80 degrees. And now it's like um, in the low 50s and uh, upper low 60s. Um, And then it's pouring rain right now. I mean, it's like, and then we're worried about the mudslides because of all the fires that we had out here in October. And you know what? I want to talk about that real quickly. People don't realize the station and in and and in intensity of what those fires really did to northern california as in right. southern california but in northern california especially the vineyards um historical monuments that were burnt that will never be able to be rebuilt um oh, well, you know yeah. uh, jack london estate where he wrote Call of the Wild. Um, oh, my God. You know, lots of places out here. What, what about the vineyards, and, Holly? What about the vineyards out there? Well, that a- that's interesting that you said that because this is what they're talking about right now. They're talking okay. about the smoky wine. Okay, this year, I guess the harvest is going to be the wine. They're saying they're going to try to figure it out with the with, when they do um, harvest, which is usually – September, October. We had an early harvest the last couple of years in August, early, early, early September, late August, right. which is right. unusual. But we had very high temperatures, um, so that's why we had early harvest. But they're talking about smoky wines this year. Um, they're talking about wines that are going to have a little bit of a smoky taste. They're talking about some of them that aren't going to be in production. Production is going to be a lot lower this year. So if you can grab some bottles that are produced, in 2018, they're probably going to be collector's editions because of the fact that that's the year of the fire, right after the oh. fire. Um, oh. Yeah, and, you know, last year we were lucky. I mean, I'm sorry to say that we were lucky, but um, harvest, like I said, is late August, September, and the mm-hmm. fires were in October, so we had already done harvest. So harvest was oh, I done. See, yeah. Wine production was already in place, so mm-hmm. 2017's um, uh, vintage is not going to be as different as the one now. Um, oh. And I have to commend all the amazing chefs and restaurants, and we're we're talking four star restaurants, five star restaurants, that because the electricity went out, they didn't know what to do with the food. So what they did was, I mean, it was crazy. These firemen on the, on the front line and they deserved it, man, they worked hard. And all the people that were volunteering got like gourmet dinners, like lobster and Kobe steaks and, um, you know, uh, you know, fish and because they had to cook whatever they had in their fridge. They didn't want it to go bad. Um, 
you know, so that's kind of like where we were at on that because mm-hmm. of the fact that uh, that's what we needed to do. So sure, I think it's I think it's really cool, you know, that we've got we've got you know um, they're saying Sonoma strong. I say you know, and they're saying love is in the air. Um, I believe that to be true, but you know, we all have our own things and our own experiences. Right. I mean. Unless you've been through something like that, you just don't know what it's like actually to be standing there watching black embers falling down and watering your house and in your houses and putting sprinklers on top of your houses and wetting everything down. Oh, right. Yeah, I yeah. never I don't wish that I don't wish that on anyone. Um oh, and plus, yeah. you know, all the animals. That's the part that broke my heart. Um oh, just wow. the animals, you know, we, we hmm. tried as much as we could to get as many animals safe as possible um but the traffic was insane and you know it's just human nature to become very aggressive and to go into survival mode but you know um they're they're talking about putting a better plan in place for um evacuations because we're such a small area that there's only one way into one city and one way into another city so all the roads like i said I had to go out and get gas, and they were rationing right. gas. Right. And what usually takes me three minutes to get to the gas station down the road and back took me right. almost two hours. Wow. And when, I, and when I got there, the National Guard had, you know, landed helicopters in the middle of the streets, and people were rationing. They were only letting you fill up so much. But, um, yeah. But anyway, that's past, and I'm moving into forward into the now but I just right. wanted, you know, I mean, you know, sure. that was just like, you know, and, 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 you know, what really came out of that was a lot of, like I said, the food, also a lot of benefits. Like we had a lot of musicians do um, that were local because we have, we have Carlos Santana that lives up here, um, Tommy Shaw, Jack Blades, um, Metallica, um, you know, all different types of people live in this area mm-hmm. that um, got together did benefit concerts. We have Bottle Rock. We have another concert coming up in Sonoma now from the people that did Bottle Rock. Now they're going to be doing it Sonoma in Sonoma, which is great. Um, Plus you've got, you know, all the venues in the city. But most of the stuff that's happening here is really cool because it's benefits. And what's really cool is um, I was really able to get involved in helping people um, source out supplies. Um, there are quite a few companies that are out of state um, mm-hmm. that I contacted that are friends of mine that sent supplies in, and I just want to say oh, thank you great. to them because, yeah. Wow. yeah, I mean, without everybody's help and without everyone helping in the in the whole you know city and also yeah. surrounding areas, yeah. Um, it would have been, it was pandemonium. I mean, it was, it was like, you know, we had to have, uh, respirators on, you know, you could, you watch the people walking around and with masks, it was like the, it was like Armageddon. Seriously. (laughs) A lot of people were saying, oh my God, this is like the end of the world. Well, I looked at some pictures the other night that I had taken because I love taking pictures and I'm going to start publishing more of them. Um, one that was so ominous of this giant, friggin' uh, 
a cloud of smoke and fire coming down the hill because Sonoma is a valley. They call it Valley of the Moon and Valley of the Rainbows because we have rainbows all the time here and uh, beautiful moons. And, uh, you know, so because we're a valley, everything gets stuck because we have a mountain range all around us. So the smoke stayed in the valley for quite a long time. It snowed in, in Sonoma, too, recently in the vineyards when we had that cold spell about three weeks ago. I, yeah. I think I posted it on my page. Did you see that? I didn't see that, dear. I didn't see it. I'm yeah, not. I'm not on there. I'm, I'm so. You know, one thing. I'm on Facebook once in a while, but I'm like also doing the vinyl show. Oh like, yeah. So no, I'm not. I'm I not as active. I'm really going crazy with this vinyl show. So I'm. I'm looking at well, all kinds of records all day. I'm going. <laughs> I'm telling you, I know. Well, I'm pulling back on Facebook, and for everyone listening, if you are trying to reach me, please email me or PM me. Um, I'm kind of limiting my time on Facebook, and also I am monitoring um, my business pages. But um, if you're trying to reach me, please, you you know how to reach me, get in touch with me, or reach me through Red Velvet Media, and you can do that and let me know. How you'd like to get in touch with me? Hey, by because, the way, um, I've got to fly. I got to fly to Danny's thing. Go, so yeah, could, yeah. Go to Danny's but, thing. But uh, I love you, dear, and I want you to have a good I day. I love you too. We'll be, we're gonna be talking. We got to talk on the phone. And okay. next Friday, phone. next Friday, we have another show that we're gonna be on the air with. And next yep. Friday, we we will be here at two o'clock PST and uh, five o'clock EST. So. <laughs> Tune in to turn on, and uh, we're happy to be here and listen to us. And um, so I'm going to play Heroin Honey now from okay. um, Beachwood. Yeah, definitely. And uh, here you guys go, and have a happy weekend. I love Please you, dear. And I'll not drink and drive. I love you, too. Have fun. Okay, so okay thanks, listening. Honey. Please Bye. don't drink and drive, and uh, have a really blessed weekend. And uh, be in the moment, and here you guys go.